spring 2009 anime what? season 2019 2019 what the fuck ever let's start over <laughs> nah we're good <laughs> Hello and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is Duncan. Hey there. Jeff. Yellow. And John. Hello. I have a fresh and clear voice today. You do. Amen. Uh, (laughs) And that has nothing to do with Andy being gone on some personal business, Uh, but the rest (laughs) of us, congratulations, Andy. Many happy returns. But... uh, in the oh, meantime, man. the rest of us are are talking about our life partnership to anime by covering the. Is this spring? I can never get the names of uh, the seasons right. This would have been spring, yeah, spring, yes. yeah. Uh, spring twenty nineteen anime season. Uh, I think for starters, the grand tradition is to have John read out all the shows that he dropped because he oh, thinks man. they're bad and you're a bad person for watching them if you did keep watching them after he dropped them. That's true. I, if you kept, if you kept watching these and I didn't, then I uh, hate you on a deeply uh, spiritual and personal level. Um, with that said, let's begin. Where's You're compensating for your mic being better by going really, really quiet. This American Life voice. <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to find a list on my computer. When I get into thinking mode, I do that sometimes. Anyway, um, this anime season was brought to you by. Let's say, I'm trying to think of what order I want to do this in. I guess I'll just do all the dropped ones first, except for one very specific one, because you guys will pick it up. Uh, Dropped. Uh, Not for any reason other than... Well, actually, okay, so the one that I did drop intentionally was One Punch Man Season 2, because... Just makes me me sad seeing that Just couldn't bear it anymore? Couldn't bear it? I, I, I got two episodes in. I couldn't do more it was very sad i do like I, part of me still wants to go back though because like even though the animation is going to be shit i really liked the casting on saitama like it, he had a really good fucking voice actor delivered the lines perfectly but i don't know this, i've heard I some people say that the second half of the season hasn't been as bad as the first couple of episodes but i i asked some people and the response i got the only positive response i got from like a group of 10 people and another Chairman is like, yeah. Season or episode eleven was the first time there was good animation. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm I'm always very skeptical of people who say like, oh, it gets better if you watch twelve episodes because it's like yeah, that you're just getting used to it, bud. You're, yeah, you're just <laughs> getting Stockholmed about about this anime. And like, I'm sure like it's not even episodes one and two were not even horrible. They were just relatively horrible. Like compared to <laughs> all anime, it was on par, probably maybe maybe a little lower than average for what you'd expect but one punch but, man was so good so it, that's but, yeah but it was mm-hmm. just like season one was spectacularly animated yeah but i, but I still i've been thinking about going back but i probably won't because why, why would i stupid anyway next um i uh, dropped carol on tuesday because it was on netflix i'm sure ben and duncan are very happy that i dropped it because i don't have to tell them that oh i actually like it though <laughs> I we'll have we'll have comments on about Carol. I mean, do you want to do them just right now? Yeah, I guess cause cause it's not, it's not going to be a long talk. So no, you, 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 you guys have, have shat on it a lot. I'm sure. You'll I just... mean, <laughs> it's. 
I cannot express to you how frustrating it is that I don't like Carol and Tuesday because like, <laughs> cause like homeless pop star girls on Mars sounds like a great premise and like pop star girls versus, versus like AI big business is a great premise, but it's just so boring and fangless and Carol and Tuesday make perfectly crafted pop songs, so we just have to sit there and listen to them sing amazing songs and be like, oh, are we going to be able to make it as rock stars? And all the things standing in their way are very contrived. It's someone who clearly cares more about the music than the characters. And That's the music just doesn't... That's true of this dude, though, ever since Kids, Kids on the Slope. Mm. I mean, probably before. Like, I think Duncan and I were talking before the show about how, like, he doesn't write great characters they're mostly just vessels to like advance certain motifs or aesthetics about about music whether it's jazz with cowboy bebop or hip-hop with samurai shampoo or more jazz with kids on the slope yeah but cowboy bebop and samurai shampoo both at least have like cool stories like stuff they're, happens they're, in they're, them. They're, yeah they're, it's good those action. stories are trying to yeah they're trying to do things that are uh superhuman or exceptional i guess is a better word whereas like i mean arguably trying to become famous pop stars in a world where ai makes all the music is exceptional but it's not presented that way i guess well, yeah it doesn't feel exceptional yeah, that's yeah. that's actually precisely the issue mm. is that it seems like it feels, they want to be really yeah. wacky and funny that they that they like keep getting concert gigs randomly and that there's always some weird catch with them like they had to replace this like this like doom rap opener guy and the crowd boos them and throws trash at them and then like a really world famous pop star just comes up after they get like walked off the stage when he shows up and she's like you guys are really great and it's like well mm-hmm. neither the did they experience success or failure they just experience this kind of weird six failure <laughs> fail fail cess that's that like has them in this really tight holding pattern i don't know like Duncan, you were talking about how you were uh, because Anime News Network reminded us that it's 15 years since Samurai Shampoo. Like, God, I mean, like that that, that <laughs> show had just so much character and so much vividness and energy to it. And Carol and Tuesday is just so tepid, just so lukewarm cup of weak tea which has been left sitting for half an hour and you you sort of take a sip and it's like mm, there's something here but there's not much <laughs> maybe this would be good if it were warmer yeah. or had like something else added to it uh, i don't know it's just like they haven't said they don't seem to be saying anything i know a show doesn't have to have a big message but it, it's just so nothing there's there's maybe themes but is that just us projecting is that us just wanting to hear about these things because they certainly don't seem to be working them into the narrative and they are not all like the the problems surrounding uh uh the corporate um uh exploitation of young uh women within um pop and uh the industry uh, in idols in, in Japan is certainly something which can be addressed as something like Perfect Blue who shows, but you can't, you can't address it in this one though because it's a utopia, right? <laughs> no, well, like, that's that's the thing I've been complaining about I repeatedly know, yeah. is that like it's supposed to be like this this like dirty dystopia, but it doesn't look like it except for wait, no, I thought it was supposed to be a utopia. No, no we, we just... talk all the time about how like Alba City is like is like the tough streets. And, well, like, I know that they like. T- 
Yes, but also they have AI taking care of everything for them. So it's like it's like this weird combination. Like they want to have it one way and on one side of the coin on the other. Like they want to show both sides of the coin, I guess. So it's it's um, imagine if um, tomorrow Apple bought out the U.S. government and every city was was replaced with these. Uh, oh God. Why uh, did you say that? L- lovely, <laughs> clean-looking buildings, but everything, all the societal problems were still there underneath, and that's what they seem to be e, trying to show in Carol and Tuesday, like this very futuristic, um, very clean and uh, streamlined and algorithm-governed world, but which still has the same problems bubbling underneath. But we so rarely get any of those apart from like cheap jokes about ro- uh, rogue AIs ripping people off. Yeah, the the weird that like getting getting scammed by a computer, like AIs that just exist to, like steal your money, is a joke episode. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like the only other economic like stuff that we get that sounds awesome though. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a great yes. I will I will continue to say I think the show is full of great ideas and the execution right, is just yeah. deeply lacking, which makes me wonder if Shinichiro Watanabe is actually the talent that we thought he was. Yeah, you know, he's only had two good shows. So like, I mean. Uh, this is also i just want to make it like a very brief tangent uh i was watching the end of season two of agretzko and one of the subplots is that she starts dating this guy who's spoiler alert he is uh turns out to be a a genius ceo ai specialist Mm -hmm. and his big plan is to set everybody free of their work with ai and one of the sort of undertones of the show is that this is like a this would be a bad ending because people want to have their jobs and there is this weird like work will set you free kind of undertone going to it you know because we like to we like to mention the the strange reactionary undertones of a lot of otherwise seemingly nice anime and i wonder if there's a little bit of that in here too I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that that it's thought even remotely as deeply as that. Hmm. I think it really, I think it really is just that, just that they want to, that, I mean, because we see in Cowboy Bebop that Shinichiro Watanabe does know what, like, a kind of, like, livable dystopia future is like. Hmm. Because, like, the best government in, in, uh, Cowboy Bebop is on Mars and it's still kind of a bit of a police state mm-hmm. as opposed to like the moons of Jupiter, which are <clears throat> largely ruled by by uh, the triad and by other gangs and just constant terrorism and like freelance piratry. And yeah, so I know that he knows to do this, but just it just seems here like he just puts the elements in and they're supposed to do their own thing, like how Carol is constantly working, demeaning jobs for no money and it's there, but it's only ever brought up as a joke, and it doesn't affect her where she's able to, like, have time to run around the city and participate in an American Idol competition and write songs about the laundry in the laundry machine, <laughs> which was something they performed to a crowd of 100,000 people at yeah. a music festival. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a twee song, and yeah. Uh, I mean, and like- it, was kind of, it was kind of fun to have uh, Angela come up to them afterwards and be like, well, it was after the... Uh, their performance in the uh, American Idol talent show where she's like, you're just amateurs. Like you've got, you've got no staying power and we're supposed to be like, she's wrong. 
Carol and Tuesday are, can speak to the hearts of people, but it was nice to have all like the professional music people and what was supposed to be kind of a emotionally complex scene be like, you're really normal. There's nothing remarkable about your act, but you sing with such a purity and naivete that we're going to advance you to the next round. It's very strange. Mm. Yeah, it's like that. You bring that that up, and it's it's uh, like there is like these little recognitions within the show that that they're not particularly unique or special, or like their music isn't like this thundering thing which is going to change the world and make people go, "Wow, what a what a star!" And we always knew they were going to make it, and yet was that explicitly in the first episode that that was literally what was going to happen? Well, that's uh, that's what happens at the beginning of every episode. They there's yeah. there's a tease that some big event is going to happen when the miracle of Mars, and they'll have like the, the seven minutes. Yeah, it's of never fame explicit about what it is, or that, that actually happens. Yeah, but, or but, that it's yeah. them even. Yeah, yeah. and that, like that's that's the, I I don't know if, about Ben, but like that's the no, the one. Yeah, hope. I agree. One hope that I'm I, like I I far want this to be I want them to fail horribly and Angela to <laughs> to go on and I think I think you are wrong I think I would have bought it until we have her come and be like the like bully rival for them at the in the American Idol competition she's clearly positioned as a villain now and this show lacks the teeth 100 percent to to make her the bad guy um I'm a few episodes ahead of you and and she's actually had a couple of sorts of like reflective moments since then they carol and tuesday on the other hand have just been even worse than they have been the rest of the season but <laughs> angela's actually got a bit of character development from just like this super driven focused person who doesn't care about anything else to actually sort of regaining an awareness of the people she's working with and not just her own goals but trying to be a realizing the influence she has on others and trying to be like uh treat her uh, the people who work for her within this uh career well which is, is like that an... actually happening or are you just projecting no, that, your desires <laughs> onto her because you're okay. i am also skeptical so because like she got a new she got a new uh, manager and like she's like there are f- three rules to working for me and then the joke is there are four rules and they're all just like i can abuse you whenever i want and you have to do everything i say and yeah. if you complain you're fired Nice. Um, so at which the, is at the I'm end, fine with because it gets it, it gets the extremely like weird transphobic uh, agent slash mother for to Angela off the screen. So yeah, I mean she's still hanging around in in the background, but the the um, the new manager uh, basically uh, Angela has like a big rant at her. Um, accusing her of doing something to harm uh, Tuesday, which happens in one of the the episodes. She There's like a um, an attack on her. Uh, Angela accuses her manager of uh, orchestrating the attack on Carol. Um, but afterwards, she then comes to realise she's mistaken and you get some sort... You get clear signs of r- regret and... Uh, uh, What's the, what's the right? Just, just regret. That's the the important part. Like um, an acknowledgement that she's been basically been a bit of a terror. And I don't know if they'll actually follow up on that and actually have her apologise to her manager or anything like that. But I'm not sure I've got the energy to keep going with it. And yeah, I'm. Point. I don't quit series, so I'm going to be here. But I, I, if I oh, were someone to quit bit. series, I would be, <laughs> I would be 
I don't know. I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I even like every time that you who are generally more perceptive than me pick up like some nice touch, like the manager, their manager, Carolyn Tuesday's manager, stop drinking alcohol. Like that's back. That was just for one episode that he was like quitting drinking alcohol because he wanted to make make good as a as their manager. And now throughout the entire American Idol thing, they just had jokes about how badly he smells of booze all the time. And it's just like, mm. great. Sure. Why not? I mean, the the thankful thing is that Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, Kids in the Slope. I mean, even fucking Terror and Resonance, like. They're still up on the shelf. Man, I like that he can't was a show he, he, which existed. <laughs> uh, I mean, like he can't he can't touch the existence of the stuff where he's done better. But this is just this is just weird, and it, it reminds me of like Spielberg going all grandpa in Kids a lot of his movies. Better, mm. it's bad. Just to um, return to uh, Jeff talking about uh, Agretzko and her second season, I think we have commented offline that a lot of this second season feels like it's not quite um, landing its punches uh, with as the same ferocity as the first season, that it's being a bit kinder. And well, like, yeah, like, like the shorts are way more cynical and to pad out the, the shorts into proper episodes, they've inserted a lot more sentimentality and a lot more, hopefulness which mm-hmm. i kind of enjoy just because i'm becoming yeah. more and more aware of my own like just wallowing in misery <laughs> tendencies so i kind of like there being a, a hopeful how do, outlook how do you feel about the two different arcs in this of the the perspective romance it is well the perspective failed romances in each season like i felt like the first season was a a lot more um it forced Gretzko to to think a lot more about what she wanted, whereas as this was just like, I don't know, like the, the whole her dealing with him having a a world vision and it like their breakup didn't seem about them. It didn't really mm-hmm. feel about Gretzko and uh, God, I have no idea what the weird was he a donkey? Something like I that. Thought a, I thought it was a donkey. Yeah. What? Why? It's, it's, was it Tanada or something like that? Yeah. I always love when we stumble over character names. <laughs> yeah, sir. They, uh, in terms of their relationship, they supposedly got on very well, even though, like, there's... I, I, who knows if um, uh, 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 Sanrio uh, characters fuck, but it's like... They're, they're, they're apparently apex of their relationship is holding hands and singing to each other, so I don't I don't know. It's like... That's, that's anime, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. anime. I mean, I, I I get the feeling that that what I liked about season two of Agretzko, and I guess this is I'd planned to have a oh and another thing segment for what we forgot from our from our previous episodes uh, themes. So it's good that we're talking about Agretzko season two because I feel like that ending was the big missing thing. But I think it's interesting that in a season that is all about you know time to getting married and like how like you're on the clock and you need to like find someone and who knows if you've let go of the right person that it was a Gretzko finding the perfect guy and then realizing that she has a deal breaker and actually acting on it. And it wasn't about him. And she, and like, I think that her final farewell was like, I had a lot of fun. Like it wasn't like her with mm-hmm. the, 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 the space prince or whatever his name was that yeah. in the previous season who just was literally there to like take up space it was her realism that she, that she could have almost everything and not have the thing she wanted um and making a more informed decision than why she wrote off the polar bear guy in the first few episodes 
um, because she wasn't sure. Like, she was sure it wasn't him. And she realized that even though her job is meaning meaningless and stresses her out, she enjoys having it in her life more than she enjoys having him in her life, which is probably darker than they meant it to be. But, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think one of the, the, the strange things for me is because, obviously, as we say, anime is so pure and chaste, it's often hard for me to watch a show and tell if people have chemistry and mm-hmm. it's like like they seemed like best friends but i couldn't tell if they were r- r- any sort of romantic link between them and like i assume well, i assume her sleeping in his limo is <laughs> is code for that though mm-hmm. like but, when he comes back from the meeting and she's like under a blanket in the backseat of his limo waiting for him like that that feels conjugal i mean not conjugal <laughs> it feels sexual yeah. And also the fact that they sort of position him as being the the lottery ticket that she has been praying for for the first, you know, the first season and the first half of the second season. It's like, I can, you know, I can be with this guy and get away from this job and theoretically have anything I want. And then being confronted with the idea that what do I want? I want to have a proper family. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And he doesn't want to have those things. And being free of the things that stress me out and give me pain now isn't worth giving up on the things that I value in the future. And mm-hmm. that was, that was, you know, that's a, a pretty big message for a show about a cute red panda who does death metal. Mm. And shows, and I don't know, like also just the fact that she like showed her true self by like singing, like the first, this is the first guy she's ever sung metal to. And mm-hmm. it was an awesome like wedding gown going over the like the corpses in a destroyed city like i'm breaking up with you because because like i think that fundamentally we want different things out of life i don't know mm-hmm. i i liked it and i thought it was it i felt it was a bit too nice and i think that the niceification of a gretzko is going to continue just because why not <laughs> it's hard to make it with like hard comedies though is like they the longer they run the more sincere they get the more not to say that you can't be sincerely negative or cynical, but but like they people just want these stories to pop up. And be- it's hard when you when you identify so mu- when most people identify so much with the Gretzko to like just see her go from defeat right. to defeat. Right, right, right. We, we, what we need now is the uh, the uh, Frasier to its, its cheers, and we we need the 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 Washai and Gori spinoff. <laughs> I was thinking the Fenico show, but that's fine. <laughs> I know we've. I know we have one one, one hardcore Fenico shipper on this on this cast. So, yeah. oh boy, I was actually really glad that they didn't. Like, I, I was kind of glad that they didn't just consider a Gretzko or like Retzko's story having a cap in it, and then just like diving into all the supporting cast, and that they went forward with the, with Retzko herself more. Because like I, I figured like I, it wasn't so much that it was like a hardcore shipper as that you know what are they going to do next, and I suspected that that was where they were going to go but i was wrong and i was happy to be so mm-hmm. the best the best kind of wrong happy to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> well, right, well let's go back to john's list yeah, yeah. carol on tuesday was where we left off uh yeah uh Gretzko, i dropped after three episodes of the first season that's not true i just again one of those shows i just didn't watch anyway uh moving on it's um, hard to watch it's hard to binge so mm-hmm yeah, I think that's the main thing is I tend to binge a lot of things and that one I don't know, the last episode I watched okay, I'm just gonna, I guess I'll talk about <laughs> Go it. for it, go for yeah. it. The first I watched, when the first season came out on Netflix, I watched like, I think the first two episodes and I really liked it 
And then I forgot about it because it was on Netflix. And when things are on Netflix, I tend to forget about them unless I am actively binging them. And I was not that like I had not made a decision to finish that show. You know what I mean? So then I forgot about it until season two came out and I went back and I watched episode three. I was so bored. Like, <laughs> I think it was the episode where, uh, oh, well, I forget. Anyway, she was in a closet eating a sandwich and feeling sad about something, which I, she probably does a lot. I don't know. But yeah, it was really narrowed down. <laughs> yeah. It was no, it, she was, she was sad because she wasn't, she wasn't in a relationship and she was like, I really want to get married so I can just quit my job and go be a cool wife who lives at home or whatever, which, oof. Uh, <laughs> but hey, that's your dream. Chase it, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I hope that to really quickly sidetrack, I hope that in, in later seasons they continue to complicate like the dream of getting married and it's not just about getting married it's about where you are at in yeah, life and yeah, who yeah. you're with and stuff because that's mm -hmm. definitely in the first season it was just literally can someone be sane enough long enough for me to get married to them yeah. which is not great anyway i watched that episode and i was bored and now that i'm talking about it though i kind of wanted to go watch more so hey that's where <laughs> i'm at moving on uh other things that actually aired this season was that this season i mean dropped this season i guess Two was this season, yeah. Uh, well, fa fucking fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Fairy Gone, which was a really bad, like, it's not good show that I was watching on Funimation. Uh, I probably would have kept watching it because it's one of those shallow things that I can throw on and just not pay a lot of attention to, like most of what I actually kept up with. Uh, Isn't that like one of the like really like dark, bloody ones that you keep getting attracted to and then not liking? Uh, I wouldn't. S it's definitely like aesthetically dark. And I guess thematically it's dark too. I don't know. If, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Is that my? Is that me? Have I? Have is that a thing about me? I, th I, didn't I, th know. I think you keep wanting to watch like you keep wanting to watch kind of grim, dark subversions, and then they end up being like mean spirited and bad, and then you don't watch the rest of them. And then, I would not say the, the uh, so the only one that comes to mind when you say that is Magical Sight Girl, which was which exactly you did watch. That. I watched. <laughs> no, I watched two episodes of that, and it was it was really fucking hard to watch because they were torturing that main character like. Ooh. I want to go back and watch more to see like if it ever picks up because it was really bad. Like it was, it was the most sadistic thing I've watched in so in such a long time. Uh, Fairy Gone <laughs> was not like that. Fairy Gone is very much it's borderline battle shonen, but it's just a little more mature in like what it does. I also really like the character design. Yeah, of, I'm looking at like, it now. It's got like, a very like the just like the military cut of all their clothing and yeah. like the color and like, palette's it's, really it's like, just like yeah it's got it's got a good look to it until the fucking fairies come out and that is gross ass cg shit of course uh i don't it's not the story is whatever i, I don't know what i'm doing with my life it's fine but i dropped it because <laughs> i forgot about it and then once you forget about something and you remember it's too late because there's four more episodes to watch and then there's eight and then there's 27 uh, moving on, Roby Hachi. Uh, Duncan, I think, is the only other person who was watching this. I enjoyed right? it. It was yeah, no, I watched nothing, two episodes. No, no, no real substance to it at all, but. Yeah, uh, no. I, I watched two episodes of that and I enjoyed it, but it was on Funimation, so I forgot about it. <laughs> um, is, is that honestly like a, a, a big thing? Like, Yes. <laughs> if it's not on Crunchyroll, I'm just I'm going to forget about it, most uh -huh. likely. It's just. See, Crunchyroll is so much easier to check because uh, Funimation's app on. Like mobile app fucking sucks. Amazon's mobile app basically doesn't exist on uh Android? Yeah, like you have to like download it through the Amazon store. Oh. 
That's weird. Why? I don't know. Well, I mean, I do know it's because Amazon refuses to cooperate with Google in any graceful fashion. So you also can't stream Amazon Prime through, like, or Amazon Video through Chromecast and stuff. Weird. Uh, Crunchyroll has very good Chromecast integration, which is another reason why yeah. it's very easy oh, for me to yeah, do that. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, no, it was really, it was really lighthearted and just junk food and it was fun it was yeah. fun to watch uh i watched two episodes and again forgot <laughs> i mean if you if now in the the sort of gap between seasons you find yourself wanting just a, a good solid comedy you it's you can't go far far worse it's 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 perhaps on the the punny side of comedy but if you if you enjoy that then it's a very light-hearted very cut co- mm-hmm. very colorful and just well-paced series it's, yeah good yep. comedy that's all, all yeah, you no, need I sometimes mean, it is definitely that from what i watched and i do not have a negative thing to say about it from what i have watched it's just mm. yeah uh next uh uh what else did i not finish i think that's oh no well no that one i'm saving to last okay uh so the ones that i have kept up with that are not finished yet i'm just going to briefly mention jojo's bizarre adventure part five uh, golden wind uh it has this last i don't know like month of episodes have been really fucking good and tense and the kind of tense tension i guess i still i'm gonna use that word again that i really dig in jojo when like all of these powers are coming together in ways that create really bizarre situations where everybody's trying to one-up each other with like mind games and tricks and all kinds of shit and it's it's fucking good um there's two more episodes i think one of them I saw on a tweet is going to be an hour long special, so they should both be happening next weekend. And I'm sure. Oh no, I think the special is happening Sunday night. Wait, is Sunday night in Japan? Is that morning for I don't know, I don't know hours? I'm leaving you on your own for this. Like, there's <laughs> there's an internet out there. You can figure it out. Oh, it doesn't matter because we record every two weeks. So fuck it. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. I was just worried that like <laughs> I was going to say we were going to talk about it next episode. We wouldn't be able to, but we will. Uh, me and Andy, I'm sure we'll talk about it because it'll have ended. And also, I can rub it in his face that he told me Dapio was not the boss. Dapio is the boss. I don't care if they're fucking separate personality. They're in the same fucking body. It's the same person. Shut up, Andy. Uh, yes. Next, uh, Demon Slayer I've kept up with. Uh, it also has not ended. It has another core, I think, to go. Um, I really fucking hated this last little arc. <laughs> so just the, the, whole, um, the whole house arc. You've... Yeah. So uh, the one good thing I will say about it, and this will be surprising, I'm sure, to Duncan, because of what I mainly criticized about the show before, the CG, like the 3D environment stuff was really fucking good when they Mm. were rotating the rooms really rapidly and what's-his-face, the main character, whose name I hate, or who who I hate, so I don't care about his name, uh, he was jumping around on all the walls, like, running as they rotated. Uh, It was really, and, like, gravity would switch and stuff, and it was really really neat like they did a really good job with that i think um it was it was like a i mean this is both the the good and the bad of of that sequence it was like the a 20 minute uh inception sequence where people are bouncing around the walls and and stuff and but it was also a 20 minute inception sequence and so after you'd you'd seen it for a while it was like well we've seen him bounce off that wall a few times and it It was was like three episodes like total of them being in that house and him just jumping around stiff and like it was well done, but why did it last so long? Yeah. And then the la- the late the latest episode that I watched yesterday to catch up was like there were multiple flashbacks to things that happened in that episode. This this is a manga that's way further than where it is now. Why are they <laughs> trying to fucking do this right now? This I, well, is this, so this is how we were with uh with with slime where we're like, why are they 
taking so long and then rushing so much and then taking so long and then yeah it's pacing's hard i guess i thought like i thought the pacing of the earlier arcs were much better than this one this one was just insane like i don't know why it had to take three episodes and then they went into this fucking backstory of the main demon in that house who nobody cares why are you doing this like i think they're attempting to make us feel something for that demon because what one of the ways they try and distinguish the protagonist is that he does care and so yeah, they want the audience super empathetic to ca- and so yeah. kind and what a wonderful little boy who just cares about and everything. so they want us Listen, to care special. too and <laughs> that's the problem that sometimes the villains are, have an interesting enough backstory to for it to, to to do something but that's never something which is good told in flashback that's oh. something you want to find out about them through their actions about through their yeah. interactions with other characters it's not something you want to just get shown just like this 10 second snippet of someone tearing up their poetry yeah, the, the bulk of the flashback was was he was trying to show his writing to someone i don't know who father figure uh idol yeah, i don't know but like he, and the dude was like this is fucking bad you should go outside and live life you child so he got mad and killed him (laughs) that's the flashback that's it (laughs) and we're supposed to feel sorry for him and like and the main character is like oh i thought your your magic was really cool too bad you're dead now bye and he's like oh thank god somebody liked my stuff (laughs) yeah that that is exactly what actually happened and it's this most contrived horse shit i've ever i don't think i like this show and i don't know no 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 john John, the in the in 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 the plus column, next episode, main character and ball guy fight. Okay, well, I mean that should be fun to watch. I'm yeah. kind of like already over ball guy though. He's just one of those oh, I want to fight everybody because I'm angry. Ha, kind of yeah, guys. Yeah, but I, it'll still be. I I think the show. If it, even if we just get one really good sword fight episode out of it, I'll I'll take that. I mean that's fair. Like yeah, the action. For all that I disliked the CD 3D environment stuff early on, like I retroactively appreciate it because I think that they have used that platform to do good since then. Mm. Uh, I just I hate all of the characters. I hate them all. I hate this stupid coward guy. It turns out, <laughs> out his his gimmick is that he's got exceptional hearing and he can even hear people yeah. when he's asleep. And so so you got the main character who can smell really good. You got this coward guy who can hear really good. You got this beast guy. He said he could sense the demon somehow, or yeah. I don't. I'm sure he had. He, he, could, he could feel the tension in the air with his fingertips. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah. Oh, the other other the other gimmick of the the coward guy is that he's a fucking coward, but when he's asleep, he kills demons really good. Yeah. It was just like you fall asleep and you suddenly I am hardcore. Yeah. Stoic yeah, he, man. He fainted. He fainted because he panicked so hard, and then the demon died, and he woke up, and he was like, "You killed the demon for me, little boy. Thanks." I think that's the sort of thing which probably works better on the page than on the screen. Yeah, I, yeah, because I wouldn't have to fucking hear his obnoxious, screaming, <laughs> crying voice the whole goddamn time. It's true. I don't know why I'm watching this show. Because next episode <laughs> will be a boar guy fighting a, a, another guy with swords, and yeah. I mean, and then yeah. we can stop. Then we can that's stop. Kind, then we can stop, John. It, yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy. Uh, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it makes me sad. Continue the list, John. Thank Continue you. the list. Uh, okay, I will do this. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs is over again. 
I don't know if they're going to do more. Uh, I like this season, sort of. I really liked the first arc because it was one of those flashbacks with design. We've already talked about that a lot. Um, <laughs> that was really goddamn good. Uh, the Duncan, did you ever watch Dead Apple? Uh, no, it didn't. Okay, so I know that you were complaining about Fyodor at one point. Mm. Um, he showed up in the previous arc in the series, like with the yeah, guild, just, a, just but, as like, but a... just very briefly. But he plays a lot bigger part in Dead Apple, so I think that if you had watched that, you might have been okay. less off put by his super genius. Yeah, have you like finished it... this season, by the way? No, it's it's like I've 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 purposely left it as because I know I I sort of quite enjoy Bungo Stray Dogs despite all the issues I have with it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I absolutely adore the flashbacks because yeah. of the style. Uh, and the the problems I have with it is when it, I, I guess, goes a bit tuny, when, when they're all like, oh, I'm, I'm a super genius and I know everything. And that's that's the when fucking, I have issues with it. The fucking moment when, when Dazai goes into the... I'm assuming you saw the one where Dazai got shot, right? Yeah. Like, like he goes into the alley, he's like, oh, I found you because I, I know what you're doing. And Fedor's like oh, but I know what you're doing too and I knew you were going to be here and Dazai's like, oh yeah, but and then he gets shot and he's like, oh, but I knew that I was going to get shot so it's fine and Fedor's like, yeah, I knew you knew I was going to get shot and then he walks out the alleyway and it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think it's weirdly similar to me falling out of love with the BBC Sherlock series hmm. in that oh, yeah, the, I first, know. I the first the first know what you mean yeah. the first few seasons of that I I really enjoyed it when they still kept the mysteries relatively tight and of course he showboated a bit because that's who the character is but it wasn't just constant oh well he, he we had no need to give any sort of hint of this to the audience because he's such an inscrutable genius that that's it doesn't matter. He will own. He will. These things will conveniently mm-hmm. have been there all along, and it doesn't matter. It's completely impossible. It's the genius knew it all along, and it's like. Mm. So what you're saying is, Dazai is Sherlock, but instead of heroin, he has suicide. Yeah. Suicide attempts. He, him, and and Sherlock are, cer- are certainly more than a little similar. And then Theodore would be, uh, uh, wow, forgot Moriarty. Thank you. And. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, obviously there's Death Note, <laughs> there's Death Note, uh, which is like another similar super genius versus super genius. Yeah, but Death Note plays into it in a way that makes it intentionally wacky, in my mm. opinion. Some yeah. people tend to get to agree, but like I think that this, despite being an inherently more wacky show, treats it with more sincerity, uh, or more more gravity. Wait, gravity. Thank you. I guess that. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I still, on, on the other hand. Still really like Fyodor, like even though he's obnoxiously like a genius, and so is Dazai, and they're just genius versus genius is always going to be genius, and everybody else can be like, "What's going on? I don't know." Uh, but uh, so you know. was that just like what this this whole the rest of the arc of the season was concerned with, or was there? Uh, how many episodes do you have left? Do you know? I think I've got I've got the majority. I think I only got I think okay. I got five. And do you care about spoilers? In not with this show, not with this. One. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so, yes, it is a lot of that. It just kind of goes back and forth. Like, the bosses of both organizations get infected with, with this virus, who is the ability of another guy, and he's sort of a nobody that nobody knows who he is, so they have to go find him. Theodore, like, sends out a lot of bait and switches on that shit, and Dazai is kind of in the hospital for a lot of it, I think, originally, and then his cat shows up, and the cat turns out to be his old boss in disguise, who is his mentor, and... Or no, sorry, not his... Not Dazai's, but... but uh, two bosses is boss okay it's 
<laughs> listen, there's layers and there's onions and whatever. Uh, the coolest, like, there's a really cool fight scene where uh, uh, Octagawa, the the black demon cloth guy, yeah. and Atsushi, the tiger guy, team up again, like they did uh, against um, the guild leader Fitzgerald. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Um, and that good. fight was like. That fight was really fun and had a lot of weight to it, just like literal weight in that they were punching each other really hard and uh, figurative weight and that it, you know, was the fate of yeah, it, basically it everything like at the time. Yeah, it a raising of the stakes, which until that point, every fight had been fought and held it like a final battle, but this one actually was the final battle and it right. felt appropriate. Right. So in the last episode, they they team up again and they go, they're trying to find Fyodor. And instead of finding Fyodor, they find like his, I guess, right-hand man who you don't really see before. And his power is earth bending. <laughs> and, um, really? Yes, basically. Um, and so they're like, they're like having a lot of trouble against him. He has this big giant earth golem that he's using as a suit of armor to attack with. And they team up and they do this really cool move where like, I don't really understand the, how it works, but because it doesn't make any fucking sense given the rules of their powers before this, but Akatagawa, black coat dude, he wraps uh, Tiger Guy up in his black cloth armor shit, and suddenly he's able to teleport. <laughs> and also he's wearing Akatagawa's coat, so he looks like, he, he looks completely different. It's fucking weird. Anyway, it's really cool to watch, though. It's just fun. But it's against this no-name fucking villain who doesn't show up until, like, that episode. Maybe he's in the episode prior, and he's just being, you know, weird, because villains are weird Ooh. and then like five minutes later Dazai meets Fyodor in a fucking a cafe and that's how he gets arrested <laughs> so this is this big huge fight like it's it's on on one level it's funny on the other like why did they waste this cool moment on a no-name like henchman I don't know yeah why not intru- actually introduce the character early in the arc and then come back to yeah. him yeah and like I like that Fyodor was not taken down in a big fight because I think that fits what he is it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird. It's kind of a weird ending, though. I just wanted. I wanted more impact with both both sides of that story, and it felt like it fell kind of flat. But yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably still watch a couple more episodes during the gap between seasons, and I, I don't know if I'll actually finish it because it depends on how strong strong those episodes are, and if it, it yeah. drags me along. Is how's the pacing this season? Has that been decent, or I think the pacing is fine. No. I, mean, I didn't really have any problems with that. Um... But the first arc, the flashback arc, was definitely the highlight again. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, honestly, I do. I feel like you could just do an entire spin-off of of that, and just it would just, be a better show. Uh, but yeah. there we go. Can't can't disagree because they are superb. Mm. Uh, okay, so that's Bongo Stray Dogs. That's honestly a little longer than I thought I was going to talk about it. Mm. Uh, you have feel. I mean, you pitched it for a spotlight way back when. So obviously, yeah, I have feelings you all about the show. Feel real bad my life (laughs) (laughs) um okay the other one that i watched that did finish yes isekai quartet i knew there was one more so me and duncan watched this i think Mm -hmm. that's it right yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, i love it i love it so much and i can't wait for season two except that it's gonna be fucking shield hero is that is that your worry that shield hero is gonna be the shield heroes uh katakawa so yeah uh yeah i guess because like i was we were i was playing a game with looking through um, the different distribution into things of the companies trying to figure out who had common threads, and it was like, oh, is it Yen Press? Is it just Kadokawa? Is... I think it's Kadokawa is the is the 
unifying thing. Yeah. And they do not have slime, so it ain't going to be slime. Ah, boo. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Shield Hero, I guess, is is big enough. And I I don't. Although, like, the thing is, like, all the the four which they've put in have always had a mix of comedy and uh, drama and pathos. Whereas I don't think Shield Hero is funny in the slightest. No, I guess. It doesn't really have a, a, a comedy to it, whereas, like, even even the most serious even we, of them... Even ReZero gets fucking goofy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, that's definitely the most serious of the four. Mm-hmm. But I... I but I, part, part of the goofiness is his personality, right? Like, yeah. he's just a goofy dude, even if he's stuck in this super dreadful, awful situation. But Shield Hero, yeah, he's just kind of an asshole in a situation where he's surrounded by assholes and he enslaves girls. Not literally. I'm not going to get into it. I don't care. Uh, it's a bad show <laughs> for bad people who like bad things. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, just going back to the good show, which is East, yeah, uh, East, East Sky Quartet. Quartet. Um, like I said at the beginning of the season that it justifies the genre single-handedly, and I stand by that 100%. <laughs> it's, it is... So, uh, I, but, I don't but, have anything new to add because <laughs> it just continues the trend of these fucking wacky characters interacting with each other in really wacky situations and that's what i wanted and that's what it gave me and it was good at it did you get any did you feel anything from its conclusion or or did you just enjoy the the jokes because i thought there was like a, a nice mix of of actual drama in in the in uh and so we actually been given uh a chance like he's he, the big thing about Saru is like he can't tell anyone what's going on like he's 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 in, the most thing which tortures him in the literally and metaphorically in the in the in the the show is that if he tells anyone that he keeps dying and rebeat and reborn he gets like this weird attack from the witch whereas he's like mm-hmm. his heart is grabbed and he's in horrific pain and any undead nearby chase him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and this one like he actually gets to use this 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 thing which has been causing him in complete and utter uh horror and terror as like a a useful thing in in a yeah, kind of, really in an absurd way in that he's it, like Irons, please summon a whole bunch of skeletons <laughs> and Irons is like sure <laughs> why not <laughs> i can do that that's something yeah, I, no, that was good i i enjoyed it uh my favorite part of the last two episodes or maybe his last one i don't remember was pandora calling irons his, his father the whole time and I was <laughs> yeah. like, no no stop it no i don't want this but the, and that was that was actually that's a kind of good dad thing in in the <laughs> continuing from that episode like it's the child who is is completely showing their dad up by just being look look dad look at me dad and then he's <laughs> like no it's not my child look to go <laughs> uh, and good. I, I don't know. That. It was it was uh, surprisingly sentimental towards the end, and like Ains had a little uh, speech about like how in this environment the um, the guardians or the floor guardians uh, like, more independent. Yeah, yeah, and like that's that's something which has been like he definitely a thread in the, the main series which he worries about is like they they just take his word for for, for gospel yeah. and just do it yeah. whereas in this they, they actually seem to be acting on their own desires and wants more mm-hmm. and that's nice which is such a weird thing like to to get that development in a absurd comedy spin-off i guess it, it's like 
these all have many, many light novels and manga mm. ahead of them in their development arc, and so they've got their like their plan set out, and yeah. they they maybe never realised they were going to get an anime, and now they do. And okay, so maybe I can now actually sort of go and address some of the things I've realised I wanted to by actually fitting them into this little comedy thing. And yeah, it'd be nice if they they can do that. And that's that's all for <laughs> for this season, and hopefully not Shield Hero next season, please. Gonna happen. I'm sorry, but it is. Anyway, the last one is Sarazama. I watched two episodes. It was good. And I wanted to watch more. Hey, hey carry on, buddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just watched the last episode of Sarazama. I know that uh, both Jeff and Duncan have yeah. watched the whole show. Let's start with you, Jeff. What do you think of your first Ikuhara? I thought it. I thought it was. It was good. I was. I wasn't as. Uh, I wasn't as confused as, as I thought I was going to be. I think a lot of. I like I was said like at the beginning of the season like I was sort of treating the the wackiness as chrome which I think is just kind of what is in, what it is intended to be like it's supposed to make you feel things rather than be like secret teaching to like let you you know know the secrets of the universe through butt stuff and stuff like that but the 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 core story is good it was very believable the way that these kids sort of you know in the situations that they are in, they, you know, like, I mean, the whole show is about trying to square your connections with your friends and your family with the things that you want and the things you're pursuing. And that focusing too much on either one of those things is going to mean sacrificing the other and trying to strike a balance between those things. And I think, you know, as a theme, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It is, it's a deep question to ask. I don't know if they really, stuck the landing like maybe like because you're saying that uh this is the first time ikahara has been limited to you know only like 11 episodes and i wonder if he had had more time that would have been more satisfactorily explored or if he would have just put more weird stuff in mm-hmm. well first off it's i wouldn't would be remiss if i didn't say that 2015's yurikuma arashi was 12 episodes uh but it was also that one was overstuffed with a lot of thematic noise that didn't resolve in anything and so it was nice for me at least that Sarah's on my did definitely like everything got tied up I think my main complaint is everything got tied up really neatly and even though the ending is not we're going to talk about the ending so spoilers here yeah obviously but uh but <laughs> um the even though the ending kind of had what I thought was the best part of the show which was this kind of flash forward acknowledgement that like this wasn't the end of like difficulty connecting with people Mm -hmm. and having these emotional relationships and that they haven't realized their dream by simply realizing that it's their dream to pursue so i like that but otherwise it was a fairly optimistic thing where they all ended up alive and with friends and reo and mabu got to come back (laughs) i guess um after like the whole thing of like once you're ejected from the circle of this world or the ring then like you're gone you might as well be dead but not if magical glitters surround like the tokens that replaced yourself when I mean, you were I mean, rejected. The others I are know. completely removed and they're converted to tokens, so it did hedge that, but in no meaningful way, mm-hmm. I will admit. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did like. I did like how it like tied things up and definitely had a message it was going for and cleared mm-hmm. it in a comprehensible and perceptible way and had an ending and all the characters kind of got what they were going through the show to get i 
thought it was way too neat. I thought that the the deepening that happened in the sixth episode of the of the series didn't pay off. Period. Like the the like dark underworld of otters is exactly the most shallow interpretation of it. it was like oh they're just secret otters who are apparently just concepts mm-hmm. as as uh the chief otter started <laughs> saying a lot uh the the chief uh was like the chief executive otter was like the the bad translation joke and so like the the uh the way that we found out like the deeper reality of the struggle between the kappas and the otters ended up not really being that deep reo and mabu are traitors to the kappa to the kappas working with the otters um the mechanical like all the the complications of their relationship end up just being like the direct action of the otter uh trying to turn them against each other the otter is defeated by having um dark keppy the <laughs> despair side of the of prince keppy who's been turning them into kappa which is literally just akio's story from utna but less less tied into the themes of the show and less played out. It's, it's fine. I mean, like if anyone watches this and wants more, you're in luck. It gets weirder from here. And I think a little bit more complex and less one-to-one symbol slash allegory storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I liked it, but I I thought that it was definitely, definitely took the safe answer, which if this is Ikohara's attempt as he claims it is to like make an accessible one of his shows, then he did people who watch it, and have never watched Ikahara before still think this one's really weird and really wacky and oh there's butt stuff and and otters and Bond I mean yeah. I do think I you're 100% right it is definitely one of the most readable of his his shows like there's far less of deliberate I mean that's that's something he does deliberately obs- of oh, bloody hell deliberately obfuscate in his other shows like this is yes. this is not a case of him him going right. Well, I c- could tell you the answer to this, but in fact, I'm going to actually muddy the waters even further. This is actually him going. Okay, this is this is this this is that, and yeah, there you go. Happy days, Faye! Yeah. <laughs> well, I was yeah, I was thinking about because um, I finally watching with my friend uh, rewatching Revolutionary Girl Utna, and hopefully we'll be covering this in an in between sometime. Uh, with whoever's interested in more thematic navel gazing than, than we've been doing with the Monogatari mm-hmm. series. But like, there are so many visual elements there that like the, the quotes from Gota and Mickey, like having a stopwatch that he's always clicking that doesn't like actually tie into the reality of the show, but they're just symbols that Ikuhara likes and inserts. And the fun about watching Utna especially is that you have this like riot of symbols and a third of them end up having like deep resonances with what the story being told is. And two thirds of them are, as Jeff said, just Chrome. And I feel like there was both the same proportions. I feel like of deep thematic resonances or Chrome, but you could tell from very early on that like, I don't know, all the Kappa stuff is going to like have connections and like the fucking Masanga, which they, they say that word 10,000 times in that series. And hopefully it's a better known term to Japanese people than to me, mm-hmm. because I, I was like, Oh, it's the weird, like cloth bracelet mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, there are, there is stuff that obviously, that obviously correlates to like some theme or some plot point or some character's desire. And then there's a lot of other inner imagery, like, like the surfing or the leaking 
like that's just like Ikahara just likes how those look yeah. or sound. And, so. and I said it before that, you know, I kind of looped in the you know, like the queerness of the characters as being part of the Chrome, but they they work that into the story and that is a very intentional part of it there and it does flesh it out because the like the romantic tension between Enta and Toei, who doesn't necessarily have real, like romantic feelings towards Ah, uh, shit, what's the third character's name again? Kazuki. He doesn't have those feelings, and but Enta still feels though that jealousy. And that is, you know, that's an essential part of their dynamic. And that is, you know, it's not played for, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, a lot of imagery in the show is played for laughs, but like that is, you know, that's a very serious relationship that they take very seriously in the show. And Enta working that out mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, even though he wants to be you know more than just friends with Kazuki he you know he can't let that take over that you know he can't let that connection be the be-all end-all of Kazuki as well and that Mm -hmm. journey for him you know because like in the end of the show like you know he ends up turning Toei against him you know very intentionally because he wants him all to himself and then you know basically sacrifices himself at the end to save Toei is yeah. you know that's a it's a huge leap for him and that's you know i i really enjoy shows in general that take very seriously the question of people figuring out what they want versus what they need and you know that's you know a lot of what i like about monogatari that's a lot of what i like about agretzko that's a lot of what i like about this show as well and yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the visuals and a lot of the silliness is just there to sort of like, you know, set the mood and set the tone and just to be fun, but like like the the emotional core of the show I think is quite strong and like I would have liked the, you know, like the aftermath and like, you know, the coda to have been a lot more you know, a lot more than just sort of like, you know, a slow flash forward over the uh over the credits and just yeah, I'm I'm vulnerable to flash forwards though, and I also liked that all the episode titles that they'd use, like I'd want I want to connect, but I can't connect. I want to connect, but I'm mm-hmm. scared of you. Were all repeated as like title cards for things that would happen in the future, to like kind of had a, a bit of circularity. But I don't think that was built into the show until that yeah. last episode when they look forward. And, yeah, I'm not sure if it would have been better if they had pulled that stuff further into the show or if they'd extend the show out more if that would have been better but what we got i think was definitely satisfactory like i don't think it like i don't think it flubbed the landing at all i just think it you know there's a little you know the things that i personally would have liked to have seen more fleshed out yeah no i i agree and i think that there is plenty of like good stuff i don't think anything really falls flat for me in the execution it just didn't, didn't end up being as deep or as complex or as nuanced as i expected i think the only thing that really fell flat was uh chikai toei's brother um who i just never never re- like his his actual character motivations he's just like deep down a selfish mm-hmm. terrible person right because he keeps telling all these stories about how like oh it only takes bad people to survive in this world and like i'm just shooting the bad people to be the baddest person but no he's pretty obviously just like betraying everybody nonstop all the time and toei just loves him because he's his brother even though he is a manifestly bad person who tried to kill him and then got shot and then immediately to- what the thing toei does is goes and tries to grab the plate so he can resurrect his brother who will probably try to kill him again once he's resurrected and it's just i wish they'd kind of brought that more into focus because it, it did just seem like why is why is toy devoted like very a very hard-nosed pragmatic guy like toy why is he so devoted to chikai when he's literally just like 
a nonstop spree murderer mm-hmm. that he cl- that he complains about being accused of. But like, no, he killed like six people, <laughs> including attempting to kill his own mm-hmm. younger brother, who who he asked to come with him, and then decided to shoot him once they had you know been fleeing the city for eight eight hours or so. It's very strange. But beyond that, I think that everything lands. It's just. I wanted more, but I think if I asked for more, I would probably get Yuriko Maharishi, <laughs> which I think was overall, overall Ikahara's like greatest failure in terms of just like, there's a lot of stuff here and most of it doesn't mean anything and you can't really tell what means anything until it's all over. And then you're just like, well, what I about... Still I still don't understand that because I thought it was really straightforward and mm-hmm. there wasn't much to it at all. What does it mean to be bears, John? What it's does being a bear mean? Gay. That's all it is. <laughs> It's literally all it is. But then why? Then why? Then why are there not bears? Because there's definitely gay people who but aren't they bears. Are bears. They that... turn into bears. That's the whole fucking thing that happens. Is when they. No, that's bad. It's bad and muddy. It it's, doesn't make it's sense. The most straightforward thing ever. You don't. You don't turn into a bear. You're a bear the whole time. The whole idea is like bears and women have to have these. Have to have a wall between them. But then a bear bears is can a cross over the wall. A lesbian. Okay, it's all. It's not a deal. It's fucking when. No. When the girls. Oh, you're, you're, when the girls the shedding... turn into bears, and they're like, "Oh, what? I'm a bear now." It's because they're fucking other girls now. That's all it is. So what does it mean to be? Was so was it mean to be a crim a bear that, then? Was what's the what's bear court mean? God, that's just God, dude. Why is there three Why gods? Not? You don't know God. Maybe God is three. In, in, Why does God have to give you permission to be a bear? <laughs> I can do this. I have to watch it again, right but I would tear podcast. you apart. And I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> no, you I, wouldn't. I no, you wouldn't. Have you ever watched it more than once, Ben? Um, I watched part of it through again. I don't think it. I don't think it holds up. I think it's entirely the like the J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. puzzle box thing, where like all the themes sound good because you're just kind of building on your own guesses. But if you watch it all the way through over again, it it doesn't come together nearly as. You're neatly. lucky that I don't watch things over again, or I'd fucking prove you wrong. <laughs> Do you think Sazamai will will be a good rewatch? I wonder because a lot of it, a lot of the character development is revelations that these people have history that we did not know that they had when they were first because. The original pitch is that it's three people who have basically no connection to each other being united with this Kappa thing. And then we learn that Enta and Kasuki were the golden combi, another phrase that gets said a mm-hmm. million times. Um, and we learn that Toy and uh, Kazuki, like like one of Toei's acts in, in his childhood, like inspired Kazuki to become obsessed with soccer. And, yeah, they had this like weird misconnection yeah. on the bridge, mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of stuff that's re- that's revealed of like, oh, this person did this thing way back when, and like they're still dealing with the consequences of it. But I don't know if that would be satisfying to see the precursors to, or if it's just it's just like not telling the audience something so that you can surprise them with it later. I trust Ikahara enough um, that it's the former, but I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if it were the latter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, eight out of ten, B plus. <laughs> okay uh so do we have anything else that we want to talk um, about i mean i can i think i'll cover fruit baskets another time because it's continuing next season um but i that's what that was my surprise show of the season that i enjoyed far more than i expected partly because the original has developed a bad reputation over the years um I mean, I think it's mostly from me. I think it's largely largely beloved mm, among people no, who it, liked it, it. But I I rewatched it. And it it's... it do, does definitely have a reputation for having problematic aspects in the way it portrays some characters, which may be something which is endemic within the genre. But I think the new version is a lot more well rounded than the old one. Um, 
I'll see how it is at the end of 26 episodes. But 13 in, it's been considerably uh, better in given uh, pretty much all the, the main cast a bit more than the tropey two-dimensional portrait they were in the, the first one. Like, instead of just being a, a happy, clumsy girl, someone actually gets a, a sort of lingering sadness around her. And instead of just being a red-headed child who wants to fight everyone else, someone actually gets, like, a little bit of sort of neediness to their character. And, like, mm. people having vulnerabilities rather than just being tropes, and then you get their vulnerabilities as a as a nice, neatly constrained episode where, where they're revealed and resolved in the same arc, uh, instead of this ever-present thing which slight alters the way they interact with other people is... It's nice, and we'll see how that goes. Right. Well, you you watched the um you watched the original series episode from two thousand one, right? And you said that it was just like better done. Do you think that's just largely because anime has like evolved in craft in the past eighteen years? I mean, yeah, the craft the craft is the, the difference in craft is is just massive. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if that's a golden age anime or or, or not, but. I don't know. It's like I think you you commented that these were simple characters drawn in a simple style, and you weren't sure that in a more complicated and realistic style, these simple characters would just feel out of place. But instead, they've actually created more mm-hmm. complicated characters, which fit the, the slightly more modern style. And so, I think yeah, it's it's evolved, and that's really good to hear. Because I mean, I I. I have been very vocal about how I didn't like the the original and how I had despaired for you watching this reboot. But it sounds like even people who don't have a fondness for the original show are saying that's a bit better, bit better the, executed. The episode you 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 recommended I watch as a contrast um, has a scene where one one of the the, the three main characters Yuki is uh, essentially well, no he no I, I say essentially tortured is just plain tortured on on screen like is whipped and is beaten mm-hmm. and you don't see physical violence being done to him at all in the new version. You still get a sense of uh, mental trauma and that an abusive relationship between him and Akito. I think that's her name in the show, Mm -hmm. but it's far more subtly addressed and it's still, they can't remove it obviously because it's part of the plot and it's just who the character is. He's had this traumatic childhood where he's been um sort of isolated from the rest of the, his uh, family and beaten up by this person with power over him who wants his affection but seems incredibly jealous of anyone else who has like even the slightest bit of attention from him and like i don't know it's we'll see how it ends but so far it's been f- enjoyable it's been well crafted and like that's all you can want from a a romance really like uh, just you're not expecting like it to do incredibly amazing visual or stuff you just want uh, characters who have some believable depth and interaction between them and it's given me that so far cool cool that's really encouraging okay so that's i guess how we'd say goodbye to spring 2019 summer 2019 coming up soon with uh, the Mario Kart show that Duncan's really excited about. But we'll talk about that. Horny Mario Kart. That's that's what what we'll be talking about soon. Uh, But let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back to talk about our theme for the next episode. 
and we're back. So for the second half, we're not really we don't really have a pitch system in place, uh, but we're trying to try a few more segments. The first, which I already alluded to, was our oh and another thing segment where we bring up all the people that we missed. But I think besides Agretzko season two, we covered every single parent in every anime ever pretty thoroughly. So we don't need to worry about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every family is yeah. covered. Yes. All of them. Yes. Every family. <laughs> I mean, there's only really like two. Ten. Yeah. We did it, guys. <laughs> and for the second half, we actually got some reader mail. And I guess this is a point of uh, point for me to say a mea culpa that uh, our reader Ben wrote in, not me. I, I think we actually have that, fairly yeah. opposite opinions, but we respect <laughs> each other's opinions, or at least I hope he respects mine. That's why I'm making this podcast after all. Uh, but he uh, had complained about how many spoilers we went to, we went into on our family cast, and we're going to be trying to be better. I firmly believe that spoilers shouldn't change your appreciation of work, but I know other people, certain people on this podcast even, don't agree I with mean, me. <laughs> like the. the, the... I literally take my headphones off and step away from the mic at times when you guys are discussing series I care about. But I think fundamentally the, the thing about spoilers is you try and just give people a, a warning yeah. when it's a big one and then they can make a choice. If something, if, if it's something that you couldn't come up with by just seeing the promotional materials or hearing a like a very brief synopsis of the show, we'll try to be like spoiler warning. We're not going to do like the boom, boom or like any sort of like uh give you 30 seconds to step away but just know that like in general our theme discussions are going to be fairly spoiler heavy uh, but we'll but we'll try to warn you about them for what it's worth ben our ben not the good ben does a really good job sorry ben wait wait no, wait who are you complimenting <laughs> you oh, this time thank you <laughs> does a really good job of time stamping all of the things that we talk about on our website keyframespodcast.com also on the does it show up? No, it does not show up in the Facebook post. Anyway, on the website. Uh, so if you, I know it's kind of a pain. Like I wish there was a better way to integrate this. It stuff sometimes like, it sometimes it works into the RSS feeds, but not always. I I yeah. we we someday need to come up with a better website and hosting solution for this. <laughs> Since we, yeah, we are we, at fifty episodes, actually technically at sixty five if you count episode zero and all the in betweens and episode fifteen point five. Yeah, as if you're particularly spoiler phobic, there is that list and. Chances are we are probably talking freely about it, at least up to what has been shown so far. Um, but at the yeah. same time, we will we will do better about being like at least telling what part of the story we're in. Because I was I was remembering talking with a friend uh, about Mad Men, and I wasn't aware if she had seen in the first season when Roger has a heart attack. And I realized that being like, have you seen the episode where Roger has a heart attack? Is kind of like would ruin the point of me asking that question. So I was like. Did you see the episode where he has sex with twins <laughs> and has a heart attack from having sex with twins? Um, oh, really? So, yeah. So and she was like, and she's like twins. No, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, you, you'd know if it was. So I'll we'll talk about this later. So I'm fine. I'm fine holding off. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum here. I I firmly believe that that I should like know everything if possible. There's nothing I don't know. But uh, <laughs> in in the meantime, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do better with that. And also. We really appreciate the feedback. Please yes, yes, please email. Yes. Uh, and please, Ask anyone questions. who's listening, Ben or otherwise, you don't have to be named Ben to write into this podcast, although it helps. It could be named Andy or Jeff or John. <laughs> Anything where we can have John confusingly just say Ben a bunch as he's trying to say something that we do. But but yeah, if you want to write in with your, with your people from this theme, since we didn't really announce the last theme, um, but we would love to read out your things kind of 
quarter to three podcast, three by three style. If you have any people who are in our next coming topic of battle shonen and shonen protagonists, we're thinking Naruto, Bleach, my perennial favorite Medica box, One Piece's <laughs> band, Jojo's band. Um, I'm Whoa. genuinely worried. I haven't actually seen the battle shonen. So have, have, you, have you seen Roni Kenshin? Is that a- the, the, the TV series is very yes. battle shonen, my friend, especially okay. the second season, which yes. is the best season. And then the third season, which is hell on earth <laughs> in a video. So if we are do sh- doing shonen and shows next next week, no, next week after, I think I'm doing Full Metal Alchemist, which I, I think you you were like, that's not a shonen show. No. So why no. isn't it? Tell tell me now before we have to, who who have me and you arguing about it on on episode. Why why is why is it not? I mean, I'm fairly sh- certain it was a. a published in a shonen magazine not it's, a sign well, i mean if we're talking about shonen maybe is but it's not a battle shonen it's not the type of thing we were talking about when we, we talked about are this we topic. doing specific well, okay so uh, what if is... we're just doing shonen dude that's everything that's including <laughs> romance like shonen is just a demographic right like it and mm. usually if people mean the, the type of stuff that shows up in shonen jump which includes romances yeah I, that's, that's fair enough like, but i do i do think of shonen as sort of Young protagonist, oh god, yeah. Young protagonist is endemic within anime, so yeah. But it's, it. Why is it not a battler? They do a lot of battling. A battle shonen is not. Does not. Uh, it's not necessarily other... a show where shonen's battle. Uh, no, it's a battle shonen is Dragon Ball. Like this is what it fucking is. It's Dragon Ball is Demon Slayer. It's uh, One Piece. It's. Mm. I, I honestly don't Full Metal think, Alchemist is not like that. I think I do not see a big difference between Full Metal Alchemist and Demon Slayer. With with someone like um, Dragon Ball, I can I can see where you're coming from, but Demon Slayer and um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist both seem like very similar. The way they're structured, like there's like Full a, Metal Alchemist actually has a cast of characters, but but it's still like Demon Slayer is a cast of trips. Is that not a quality issue rather than a, a necessarily a form? Like, do you? Ha- to to be a shonen battler, do you have to fight against uh, tropes only? You can't actually have character development. Uh. I, I think you know, I think the, the the biggest rule for shonen battle shows is that you have weird game design that everybody is like working around, and like that is the central high concept of the show. There's a reason. There's a reason everyone's got to fight and everyone's got to make friends. So mm-hmm. it is. Okay, but that happens with Roy Mustang and uh, the Elrics. So why why is that that not count then? I don't I don't have a fucking answer for you, but I don't think anybody would think of Full Metal Alchemist as a battle shonen in the same vein. It's a shonen, but not about. a battle shonen, right? Mm-hmm. A battle shonen's whole point is the battles. Full Metal Alchemist's whole point is not the battles. Yeah, the only thing really dips into battle shonen is when Armstrong and that shopkeeper like have a flex off <laughs> and they become like best friends. <laughs> So, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. Please send in your ideas. Continue to criticize us. That's how we get better. Um, we really want to be the place that people go to for thoughtful, scare quotes, woke discussion of anime that at the same time is not full of industry BS or weird virtue signaling about how I've watched 600 anime because I've only watched like 450. <laughs> <laughs> i've watched like 10 so don't worry folks <laughs> all Anyone levels of this. competency yeah so with that we will go ahead and wrap up remember 
rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to call it iTunes. Apple Podcasts is bad branding. But that's what it is now. They got rid of iTunes. They'll change their mind. It's like Microsoft I'm Game sure. Center or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so rate, review, and subscribe to us on that. Find us on Twitter, Keyframes Pod. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Keyframes Podcast. Email us questions, comments, feedback at keyframespodcast at gmail.com. I'll try to do an Andy real quick. But not just any friend, a friend that you've ruthlessly beaten into a pulp and then became friends with afterwards. And he became friends with him. And like he has power over sand and you yeah. have a nine-tailed fox inside you that never really pays off. I mean, it doesn't really pay off. I didn't watch past... That is the correct point. decision. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye.